Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Heather Burgett, who's about to come on and blow your mind in terms of creating financial freedom as well as diving into the world of self-care. How do those two go together? Well, you're going to find out in this interview. It's going to be powerful, powerful stuff for you if you really want to create that financial power, success, and confidence. So stick around. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about our show because this has become your greatest possible self, and I want to support you however I can, whether that's being a guest on the 12-hour marathon. I love helping people to get their message out, and we love supporting guests in making a bigger impact in the world. So talk to me if that's of interest to you. Also, if you are launching your podcast, want some support with that, and just want feedback on the process, happy to support you with that. And if it's a fit to join one of our programs to help you launch your podcast with even more speed, without all the the distractions, and you know, just taking a long time. Sometimes it can take a long time if you don't have that guidance. So I love helping people do that. And lastly. I would love to support you at our upcoming Bali Flow and Fire Retreat. Oh my gosh, I'm so freaking excited. It is November 11th through, I believe, the 17th or 18th. It's going to be an amazing experience for the high achiever, the person who's driven, but not really feeling fulfilled with what they've created. And we're going to dive deep, really give you clarity, give you that presence, give you that fulfillment back in your life so that you can create sustainable success. So message me if that's of interest to you. You can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris. And you can also uh, send me an email, chris at beergps.com. Looking forward to talking to you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week it's by M. Raj 1. M. Raj 1 says, Real talk, many motivational speakers talk about their disappointments but don't address the emotions involved. I love how Chris shares how he felt during his down, down moments. It helps listeners relate and understand that they aren't abnormal just because they feel negative emotions during difficult times. Absolutely not. M. Raj 1, thank you so much for the uh, review. Appreciate you. And for anyone who's tuning in right now, if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, definitely go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self in the Apple Podcast Store and give us a review there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Muchas gracias. I love you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to bring on Heather in just a sec here. Before that, though, Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. I have a feeling that this wisdom, this financial wisdom, could really change the rest of your life. And I know Heather's going to put a spin on it that maybe you haven't heard before. So let's introduce her, and then we'll bring her on the screen. Author Heather Burgett is a dynamic speaker and is the founder of the Facebook group Becoming Debt Free. Her passion for teaching others about financial success comes from her own experiences with debt and the feeling of hopelessness that comes with letting your finances spiral out of control. Mm. Drawing from her own life lessons, Heather has become an advocate and a cheerleader for everyone trying to find their way out of debt. She strives to help shift our attitudes around money and develop healthy financial relationships. Heather has a BA in professional writing and an MBA, both from Taylor University, and she loves traveling and over the years has been to the Dominican Republic, Ecuador, China, Hong Kong, 
Taiwan, and Mexico. Heather has taught college business courses since 2008. A native Hoosier, Heather, I think I pronounced that right, Heather lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana with her husband and four children. And we are blessed to have her here with us today. We're going to rock the house. Heather, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I'm ready. I love it. I love it. Welcome to Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here. And uh, I just so appreciate how you show up online. Just you're such a uh, just a loving person, you know, just ever since we interacted, thanks to Tiffany Carter, you know, me being on her show and then us building a relationship. Like I just love seeing you show up constantly adding value and just out to make a big impact in the world. So I just really acknowledge you for showing up. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're I'm welcome. so honored to be on here with you guys today. Woo-woo. We're going to dive right in, Heather. The theme of today is right, trusting yourself. What does that mean for you, Heather? So when you told me that was the question of the day, immediately I thought about the evolution of what that has looked like in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I'm almost 38 years old because I'm at a better place of trusting myself. And it it gets better every year, really. Um, And, you know, I think about the decisions that I made in my 20s and even out of college and how I it was just really from this like nervousness of like, Mm -hmm. gosh, I don't want to make a mistake. And I I don't want to like choose the wrong path because that like whatever path I choose is going to be the rest of my life. Right. That's the feeling you have. Um, And so really learning to understand. Uh, I think it, there comes a patience with trusting mm-hmm. yourself and understanding that uh, the more life experience you have, the more people you interact with, the more that you put yourself out there, the more that maturity is going to come. And even when you fail, you're still going to learn through those things. You're going to learn, oh, wow, I, I really thought that I was onto something there. Guess not. But, you know, what can I take from that? That what did I learn from that experience that, you know, is going to benefit me down the road? And, you know, it might be 10 years down the road that you're like, oh, my gosh, that felt like such a random experience. But now I see why I crossed paths with that person or why I did that job or why I went on that trip or whatever it was. And so I think learning to trust yourself is really important to uh, be patient with the process yeah. and uh, to recognize that like um, as much as you ha- you do have to be intentional in learning about yourself and who you are and if you're just going about kind of like the whole hum rhythm of life and maybe even numb sometimes and just yeah. you know just on on um, standby mode yeah then drift, drifting along. <laughs> yeah, just drifting along, then you're not going to learn anything about yourself. And that's only going to delay that process of you trusting yourself, getting to know who you are as a person and what you love to do and what you're good at. And ultimately, like that thing that you have to give to the world. Wow. I love it. I love the self-awareness that you have, Heather, and how you've learned from every event, every season of life. You might not know why it's happening at the time, but as time goes on, looking back, even you know, 10 years after saying, oh, that's why I did that. That's why I had to you know, experience that and learn from that. Yeah. So I, I love it. I love it that you also said mm-hmm. as life goes on, you get more experience because really that, that builds the trust and the knowingness that, hey, like, you know, I might, I might fail 
and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'm still going to be me. There's nothing. I'm not going to, you know, disappear. I'm not going to die. Like it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm going to be enough to handle it. And I think younger people, especially today, are just so afraid to, to risk, to get rejected. And, uh, you know, as life goes on, there's just more life experience to pull from. Say, hey, yeah. I'm going to make it through it. Whatever happens, yeah. like I'm going to make it through it because that's, I've seen it before. I've see, I'll see it again. Like, let's just keep on moving. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So, so great. Great response, Heather. I super appreciate it. And for everyone who's just getting to know you, why don't you share a little bit more about who you are, what you stand for, what your clients come to you for today? Well, I'm an author and a speaker. And um, I have been, my journey started years ago. You know, um, we'll talk a little bit about later about this book that I wrote. I, I couldn't write that book until this year. Because over the years, I've been becoming the person who needed to write that book. Even though the the book is about my journey over the years, Mm -hmm. I was now this year in a place where I was ready to let it all out, ready to express and ready to create that experience for the reader. Um, And, you know, I tried years ago to write a book and the publisher said no. And I'm like, gosh, what if I had pushed forward through that? But then you know, that book would have been written. And so, um, so it's been a journey of just creating what I love to do for people is to create community and conversation around personal finances. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that I felt like were majorly missing. Uh, well, around personal finances, I, when I was in my twenties was doing pretty good and then just kind of started down this slippery slope Mm -hmm. of, doing credit cards. And then I found myself not being able to cover all the balances. So I would do balance transfers and I would borrow and didn't have enough income. And I was spending frivolously in the midst of all of that. And, um, you know, was really lost and found myself a few years down the road, like so in debt and feeling so ashamed. Like I can't possibly tell anybody of this, like not even my family and, um, felt like, I should have done better. I should have known better. And um, my husband and I got married and then we began our journey to get out of debt. And about a few years into it, I thought, you know what? I bet there are other people like me who are trying to get out of debt. I just don't feel like I know that many people, um, you know, except for through a personal finance class or something. So I started a Facebook group, Becoming Debt Free, and it was just for anybody anywhere along the spectrum. Even if you were out of debt, but maybe you were just still trying to manage your finances in a smart way. Yeah. And it was just a support group because it's, uh, it's, I think it's getting better, but it's so hard to talk about either if you're doing really well with your finances, you don't want to be the person in the conversation that's like, well, like we have a lot of savings and we have no debt and then all that. <laughs> then you come off like you're bragging. And if you're not doing well, you don't want to be like the person that you feel. There's yeah. so many feelings yeah. with um, and emotions with um, with money yeah. in general, no matter what it, uh, mm-hmm. aspect of it is. And so that is my goal is through speaking and writing is to create community, to raise awareness, to mm-hmm. kind of turn on the light for people who maybe have been going along and they're like, I mean, I think I'm doing all right, but this is just how things are, right? Mm. Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, I live paycheck to paycheck, mm. but that's how it is, right? And so turning on the light bulb for those people and saying, hey, like, what if it wasn't that way for you? 
let's paint a picture down there. Like what if it was better? What if we could turn things around? Mm. Uh, while also coming alongside of the people who feel like very shamed, maybe feel hopeless, maybe feel like these numbers are way too big. I don't even want to look at all of them. I don't Mm. want to write about it. I don't want to look at my bank account and help them kind of break that up into manageable pieces. Um, you know, and first helping them get a glimpse of why is this worth all this hard work? Mm. Like what would change in your life? What would change in your relationships and inside of you if you got a handle on this and could actually rock your finances? Yeah. Um, and that's such a powerful question. And so that's mm. that's my my goal in life and my mission. I love it. Community and conversation. Uh, I love that. So I think one of the biggest problems is people feel ashamed and alone. And so they isolate themselves even more and they Uh don't allow themselves to to share about it, to talk about it, to create resolution, to create solutions, to create momentum. And so they like sit in that stagnancy, so to speak, of that, that energy and the shame and the guilt and stuff. And then the conversations really similar to that too, you know, like being able to talk about it. I think a lot of the emotional problems that we have, and I'm sure we're going to dive into it, uh, stem from repressing and keeping stuff down and like maybe we make those mistakes maybe we have those failures maybe we wind up in a situation that we never planned on you know we never planned on growing up and going through college and getting a job like these things we didn't see them as something we should be concerned about but we just weren't taught financial literacy and uh, you know I'm just really grateful for people like you Heather because I hear the the conscious aspect of it right the energy emotions and uh, mental like how do you approach it which is more than just hey pull out a spreadsheet and you know work with some numbers it's like deeper and so I really value that you're going for the deeper uh, rooted emotional identity issues that can really transform that and I love the question of why would I even invest this time and energy to start to kind of chip away at this, to start to get clarity mm-hmm. around this, to get a grasp on this. So it's not this big overwhelming ball of, uh, you know, shame and guilt, but rather it's like okay. something that's, that's manageable, that's doable step by step. We'll make it through. Right. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So gold. Awesome. So gold. So I want to go back into your journey. Uh, when you were in debt, you know, what did you try that, that didn't work for you and like, what did you do that, that did work? Um, so when I was trying to manage it in my own space, Mm -hmm. um, I tried, um, credit counseling Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good agencies out there. The idea behind those is that they help work a deal so that you eventually owe less than what your, whatever your balances are. Um, and then what, and they help you put all your debt into one payment that, uh, you know, mentally, it's a mental thing, really mm-hmm. mentally, you're like, okay, I can manage that. And, and then a portion of that payment goes to the company because they're working on your behalf. Mm-hmm. I did that. Um, and it worked for a while, but what I hadn't addressed was my spending issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just still like, and I, I wasn't. I thought I was budgeting. I mean, I I was aware of money coming in and money going out, but I wasn't saying, nope, I have this much money and this is what it's going to go towards this month. And I'm not going to deviate from that. Why? Because I need to, there was no like goal down the road. There wasn't like, because I want to get this paid off, you know, a year or the next two years or whatever it was. There was no timeline that I had given myself. Um, so that was one thing that I tried. And then other things like, uh, I mentioned balance transfers and 
when I look back, it was always this, like, like once I got deep enough in the pit, mm-hmm. I just felt like I can't catch my breath. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Like I, I, um, I don't, I, whatever, whatever will help me manage this. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't looking for a permanent solution. They were always temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, in that time, never got myself in a personal finance class. So that's one thing that would have really helped me. Because I thought, like most people do, I think I know what I'm doing with finances. I know the basics of like putting money into your account. I was a hard worker, but, um, you know, things like that. Something else that would have helped me, which I eventually did, was getting a second job. That's a hard thing, even for people with families. But a lot of people do it once they get serious about paying off their debt or maybe they're trying to save for a home or whatever it is. Um, And so... Once we got serious about paying off our debt, some of the strategies we did were um, looking for us. It was twice a month, sit down, look at our income, Mm -hmm. look at our expenses. And we were so, so tight on our expenses. Um, Now it was just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And, um, but we had, my husband had bought a house. So we, we, uh, before we met. And so we, we're really, um, you know, we're really basic on our groceries and things like that. Um, and it was just lots of work. He worked full time. I worked full time. And then I also taught classes at night and, um, and then I taught classes online too. So I taught like as much as I could over the years Mm -hmm. and, um, we would throw as much of our extra income at the debt. We would even do fun things like, um, well, I'm not naturally competitive, but my husband is. And mm-hmm. so we would give ourselves like a little bit of spending money. Mm-hmm. We do what if, you know, for me, it was like buying coffee or whatever. And so we would see who could have the highest amount of their spending money left at the end of the week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, those were fun. And sometimes I was like, I don't care. Like, yes, I want to take coffee more. That's what it's for. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, fun things like that. And we just kept ourselves like, and this is such a big thing for us because our journey kind of got drawn, drawn out. We were hoping a couple of years mm-hmm. and then we had kids. My income went down. So we ended up about five years it took to pay off 75000 mm-hmm. And we didn't give up because we kept focused on the goal, which was we didn't want to struggle paycheck to paycheck. We wanted to be much more generous than what we were at the time. Mm. And we wanted to, um, I wanted to be able to, um, what was the third thing? Um, I lost my train of thought there. So was no, um, you, you didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. You wanted to be more generous with, than you were already being. Um, yeah. So the, there was a goal and, that kept you going for the five years goals. Yeah. And I think it was like, we're going to see this through. And mm-hmm. we just kept with that intention. Yeah. Something that really helped us was we just kept ourselves, uh, whether it was virtually or in person, we tried mm-hmm. to stay inspired by other people's stories. We kept talking about yeah. it. We kept updating people. And, um, you know, we had some friends, some family who, yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to do the same thing. The cool thing is, is everybody's journey looked different. And that's still like the case. Like I wasn't looking for anybody's journey to mirror mine. Um, But I just having that conversation, encouraging one another, sometimes like having smaller gifts for different things like that, um, holidays or birthdays or whatever. That was a really hard thing for me. I'm from a big family and that was a big budget line item. So um, for people to be like, for us to be able to say, 
hey, this is what we're doing right now. And people were supportive. And um, I think it's easy to get on a track where you maybe privately say to yourself, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save for this. Or I want to pay off my student loan. But I'm not really going to tell anybody. Yeah. It's really hard to explain to people why you're making the choices you're making. Or even worse, you try to keep living your lifestyle along with them. You still try to go out to eat. Mm. You still try to take the family vacation. You still try to do this and that without just being like honest and saying, look, this is where I'm at. I have this big goal mm. and I hope you, you know, it means that I can't do this or that, you know, mm. but when I'm done, Hey, I'll take you guys all on vacation or I whatever. Um, so, you know, there's, um, and, and people always came around us during that and we're always really supportive. Mm. So, yeah. So, so powerful. I think the big thing is to communicate it and not, not be in so much shame about it, but communicate, yeah. especially to loved ones who you think like might be supportive in general, but even if they're not, you know, like that's going to take some courage too to share it with them, but to get to a point where this is who I am, this is what I stand for. And if you don't like it, sorry, but it's a really big, important commitment in my life. And you keep telling that story over and over again so that you're committed to it and you keep reminding yourself, why are you doing this? Why are you, you know, uh, like being so diligent, so like really precise and not, not being flexible, not being instantly gratified by the temptations of life. There's always going to be, you know, stuff that, that catches our eye, you know, sparkly, shiny things. And so it's like yeah. to really have that discipline. That's, that's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a, a fun journey. And you know, it even once we paid off our debt and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, now what do we do? Like, and that was a, you know, half, so we've been married 10 years now and, you know, five years into it, we were just like, what do we do now? Well, okay. So let's, you know, set aside some more money for savings. We had three kids. We wanted to build up some emergency savings. And just kind of followed a map. And sometimes it's looked like this is what works for best for our family and mm. for our timing. Mm. Um, and it just, you know, from month to month, it can be different. But I would say, like, there have been very few months where we haven't sat down and talked through our budget and talked about, okay, here's what the month looks like. Here's what we need to do. Um, you know, maybe we have some extra income. Of course, we always want to play with that. Right. Um, how do we play with it? and do something that maybe we need to do. Maybe it's set something aside for the house or whatever, things yes. like that. So, yes. you know, it's good. learning this balance of, hey, I mean, it's my money. It's mm -hmm. his money. And we work really hard for it. So that's the joy. Um, you know, once you get out of debt, one of these feelings you have is like, this is like not going to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that dresser that I paid $300 for, it's not actually costing me 800 because of interest and all those fun financing plans. Mm -hmm. It's only costing me $300 or less because I walked in with cash. And I was like, here you go. Um, so, you know, you can play with your money, too. It's mm -hmm. just you have to decide. Uh, what I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, this is, this is great, Heather. So I want to dive into the aspect of like emotions and uh, self care. Cause I know that's like a big part of how do we, how do we really approach this topic of becoming debt free and ultimately creating financial freedom? Where, where do we uh, like start to get to the root of what's going on? Yeah. So, um, I think, I, I watch and I think even follow the hashtag self-care on Instagram. And so I see a lot of the conversation. It's been really interesting. There's, it seems to be growing. 
there's this more and more this momentum. I'm a mom. And so following lots of mom friends mm-hmm. and lots of, you know, them talking more about it and how do they take care of themselves? And, um, you know, and even kind of dealing with that, like, wow, is taking care of myself like that feels selfish. And so mm-hmm. just even that, I feel like just is kind of this evolution of conversation and well, you know, when I do take care of myself, what does that mean for other people in my life? And so what I am not seeing and what I want to inject into the conversation of self-care is, hey, you know, like your bank account and like everything around you, your car, your clothes, um, the food you eat, like up money is everywhere. Yep. And it's everywhere. And so to, um, you're either being intentional and you have a plan for your money or your money's going wherever. I don't really think there can be like an in-between, like stagnant, like my money's coming in and it's going out. But like, I think like it's either like, it's either getting wasted to an extent, if that's a harsh word, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, or it's being utilized for the incredible tool it can be. Um, and so I really think because money is everywhere, we interact with it all the time. Perhaps I think we've been, um, um, this effect of money because we use cards now so often, it's a lot more challenging to, I mean, we know in our head, I swipe this card, money's going to go out of my bank account. Um, but for many years we, like, I would take cash to the grocery store, um, and various things like that. My, like our personal money for the week or whatever we would take out as cash because it was so much easier to see, oh, wow, I've already spent through half of my money and it's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Okay. I better think about how I'm going to stretch this or save it for Friday, which is, you know, maybe a day you want to spend your money. So, so emotions you know it we do i think we're so used to just ignoring our emotions around money mm. and we're so used to just like money's a tool money's something i use you know it's just it's just this inanimate object yes but how we interact with it and how we engage with it really does it's driven by so much mm. and even perhaps in you know our drive perhaps to get a lot of money and to be hungry for money can even still come from a place of negative, this negative root instead of like a place of uh, <clears throat> abundance. And, you know, I want to, we want to be out of debt or, you know, to be millionaires so that we can leave a legacy for our kids and the generations beyond. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stigma around having financial conversations around either you know it's it runs the gamut from poor people to rich people and how they view each other and what the assumptions they make about you know each other and each other's habits and things like that um and i know people who are intentionally frugal and live very thin or skinny lifestyles whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. Because that's what they feel like, like that is their, that is part of their lifestyle and what they're doing mm. here on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's there are other people who are going for as much as they can make because they see money as the tool that it can be for them. Mm. And, you know, they want to spread the wealth. And I think it's really awesome to see that changing where I think 
there is this big gap of a lot of us who are still just one day at a time, mm -hmm. whole hum of life, not engaging. We hate our jobs. Um, you know, and another area that money and emotions, you know, if you're married or a significant other and you're trying to do finances with them, woo, like that's, that's really hard. That's a hard area. So that's like a whole separate emotional segment to just like that and relational as well. And, um, you know, walking through so much of that because I brought a lot of the debt in and even though my husband really was never like. You know, that's your debt. I'll let mm -hmm. you pay it off type thing. There was never the, that language was never used. Awesome. Um, but it really, I still had so much regret and yeah. so much like, oh my gosh, like all those mistakes that I made and just all of that, like mm -hmm. just doing it without really thinking it, um, you know, look what it's costing me now. Mm -hmm. um, and so it there, and now our emotions around money to talk about a shift are um, one, well, I don't know if it's an emotion, but a lot of people stress about payday. And mm -hmm. I still remember that. I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, I can put $5 of gas in the car and that should get me to work and back. And then my paycheck will hit midnight, Thursday night, and then, you know, whatever. Phew. I hope like that bill doesn't fall out before my check comes in type thing. Mm -hmm. I played that game. I played it for years and I'm so glad I don't have to pay it anymore. Yeah. Payday comes and goes and I'm like, oh, must have been payday yesterday. Wonderful. Like, <laughs> that is crazy to me that a family of four, like we have one income primarily and we are like, that is our attitude towards money. Wow. But I want people to hear like we did not get there because mm -hmm. someone handed us a massive inheritance check mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And if you do, I hope you use it well. But <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yes. Um, but you know, it was it was a lot of hard work and yes. talking with each other and regularly being engaged. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone when it's conflict, I would rather just leave the room because mm -hmm. conflict is like life ending for me. It's <laughs> So draining. Um, any Graham Nyes out there? Um, so, but, you know, he didn't give up having the conversation. He didn't stop. You know, he could have just been like at any point said, you know what? This, this actually is really hard. And I'm just not sure if it's worth it to our relationship. Mm. Maybe we could just kind of ignore things for a while and see where we are in a year. And you know, thank, it thank just, God, thank God that you did. <laughs> you know, and I could have stepped out too. So you know, and that that has, we still have conversations right now. There's a leak in our roof, and we're trying to figure out: uh, do we replace it now, or do we wait a couple years and we have different opinions or whatever? And so we're trying to decide. And I have my opinion, and he has his opinion, and that is the dance of a relationship: is trying to hear one another listen to one another. Um, even if you want to be right and you think you're right, trying to listen enough to see, do they have a good point that they're making? Even though my pride doesn't want to admit it. Um, is there something I can learn here? And normally I, I'm kind of a internal processor. So generally I take a few days. I have to think about something for a while. Yeah. 
and then kind of come back and be like, no, I still really think like, I really think this is the wise move yeah. to make. Well, I, th- yes, I think, I think point. that's valuable though, to, to really sit on things. I think some people make <laughs> those decisions, uh, you know, like haphazardly. And I yeah. think one, one thing that sounds like could really benefit people is having a plan like, Hey, what, what amounts do I have to dedicate to groceries? What amount do I have to dedicate to rent, to utilities, to different stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. After all those necessities are meant or met, then how much is left? Okay. And if I have X amount, how much of that do I want to actually, you know, invest? Do I want to go towards debt? So like having that plan is key. And I also heard in there having someone who you can discuss it with and not feel judged or ashamed because some, some people might feel even in a relationship that they can't even talk about money because it's, it's, there's too much shame. The the other person isn't aligned. They don't want to have those tough conversations. So I think for everyone who's listening, if you're having that challenge, you know, find someone in your life like Heather, who can have that conversation with you, who can support you with that, who can, you know, join the community, um, and like, just be able to share what's going on, like have someone who doesn't judge you for wherever you're at, especially someone who's maybe been in a, a more difficult position than you. And came back from it like Heather like like that's a really difficult position 75,000 in, in debt that's that's intense right and some people may have more some people may have left but less yeah. but the, the fact is like you experienced it and you said I'm going to tackle it head on so there's certain strategies there's support just emotional support that people can get simply yeah. by having a conversation with you yeah yeah it always I always start with I have a lot of people who will come to me and they'll talk about their plan mm-hmm. or they're trying to get their plan together um, and then what will come out after their plan is, but this is why it's not working. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And then I, and then I try to get them back to before the plan mm. to why are you even doing this? Well, I, I, I just don't want to have debt. Right. But you not having debt, you not sending, let's say $1,500 off to creditors every month. That's a low number for some. Mm. Um, what would that do? How would that change your life? Mm. If you could keep that $1,500 every month, what would you do with it? You know, so then you get to think about the possibilities instead of, cause all you're seeing is it leave. Mm. And, and so the possibilities of like, Hmm, if I could keep that money or sometimes it's something really small that I'm working with where they have a car payment. It's only $250. Oh, you know, I mean, what's the hurry? It's, you know, it's not hurting my monthly budget. Right. But what if you could keep that $250? Yeah. You could save up for vacation really fast, Mm. or you could save up for the next car that, you know, maybe you had kind of a, you bought an older car and Mm. you know, you're going to need one in a couple of years. Um, And so it's uh, something about shifting the conversation to the possibilities is just so um, it's energizing Yeah, kind of changes this posture and money to like, right. But what if, what if you could do something different with it than sending it out the door mm. to, you know, to those people do that, get it done as fast as you can so that you can keep it. Um, and then, you know, and talking about like, why, why would you do that? Mm. You know, you know, and it, yeah, it'll take some hard work for the next six months, 12 mm. months, 36 months, whatever it is. But is, you know, 24 months worth, um, you know, once you've established your why, then kind of looking at that length of time, it's suddenly kind of like, 
you're looking at your why you're looking at the reason, you know, you, you know, um, you know, there are just so many reasons why people want to get out of debt. But for us, it was, you know, so I could stay at home with the kids. Yeah. It's really appealing. Like talk about emotion, yeah. uh, to be able to do that. Or maybe you love working and you love your career, but you have a horrible employer, mm. but you feel stuck because you've worked your way into this position and you're making really good money, but you're still outspending your income, which a lot of people do. Um, so what if you could just leave the job, pay off your debt, then you have all this extra cash. Cash is wonderful. So then in that frees you up to start your own business hmm. or to go work for that employer or that nonprofit that you would love to be a part of what they're doing and what their mission is. Um, so, and then suddenly you're looking at those two years and you're like, you know, that's not that bad. Yeah. I think I could cut corners here and there. And the beauty of it with the budget, every month is different. There are some months where you're like squeaking by and you're like, Oh, <laughs> lots of gifts. this this Christmas or whatever, even though I budgeted. Uh, <laughs> but then you are really looking forward to, um, you know, and then other months where there's a lot of, you know, there's some extra, yeah. um, uh, because maybe, um, um, extra paycheck months. We mm -hmm. love those. Those are fantastic. Um, you know, and so, and again, at the end of the month, not getting there and being like, gosh, where did my 20, you know, my $2,000, $3,000 go that I earned this month? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I bought clothes and food and it went towards my house and stuff like that, but I feel like I sh should have a lot more to show for it than what I do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, um, that's the conversation I have a lot with people is let's talk about the why and is the why worth the discomfort for however much, however long it is. So that, that why that's really getting in tune with the emotions of like where we want to go. I'm curious, mm -hmm. what have you found in terms of the, the like shame and the guilt? Is there anything that you really have seen works to like kind of loosen the hold that that might have over people? Honestly, often it's just starting conversation. Mm. Um, and I have found that over the years, the more vulnerable I am with my own story. Mm. Um, one, people might look at my story and be like, gosh, I've never made those mistakes. I guess, you know, okay. Like they start to feel like a little bit better about themselves. Mm. That's fine. If my story does that, that's awesome. Like you ever taken out a payday loan for $10,000 at 30%? Mm. <laughs> pretty bad um or might have been a little bit more than that but again that goes back to like i felt like i was drowning and i was yeah. like oh my gosh this is literally going to save me i did not think about the fact that that monthly payment was only interest mm -hmm. it was only interest and so you know um yeah the shame and a lot of it is, is just this conversation and i tried to be as candid as i can um and I try to remind myself often of what those years felt like. Um, and it, it's pretty easy. I mean, I, I got I got to the point where collectors were calling me and I'd get all sorts of mail. One time someone showed up at my work. Thankfully, I wasn't there. But I was so embarrassed. Wow. And I tried to play it off like, wow, that's weird. Like, I don't know why that person showed up for me. And 
I was a server at Applebee's at the time. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, so again, like there was this, all these aspects of my life. I was, I was trying the best that I could. Mm-hmm. I really was. Like once I realized, okay, Heather, you can't go down this road anymore. You have to turn. But it was like trying to turn a cruise ship with um, like canoe or like there was just like a tiny bit of a difference, but right. like it, you know, and, and I think maybe some people, you know, it's hard to have that conversation until you start to feel some direction and some hope. And then you feel like, okay, now I can open up a little bit about this. Hey, you know, whether it's to your significant other or close friends or your parents, if you're close to them to be like, you know what, you know, this is my situation. I have a plan. This is why I'm working it this way and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's so, and, and I guess in, in that too, as I'm vulnerable with my own story, which encourages hopefully other people to be vulnerable with their story, which then just spreads this fire of, okay, let's, I get, you know, money, maybe don't want to talk about all the time, but it shouldn't be a taboo topic so much that people can't talk about it when they really need help. Mm -hmm. And the dangerous thing, like so many other things that I think are coming to light in our society and our culture, you can't see when, when someone's in money trouble, really, you know, we do a really good job of hiding it. And there's a lot of things we can do to put bandages on a gaping wound and still smile and look like everything's okay when inside we're like freaking out um, or things are a mess with, with, you know, our boss or our spouse or whatever it is. And so, you know, to throw a lifeline and say, you know, do you need help? You know, while the person's out, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I got it. I don't know how to swim, but I, I'm going to keep the flow here. I, I got this. I got this. Don't worry about me. You know, and they're surrounded. Here's the real, I mean, five millions of people who are all trying to do that. And I'm just like, yeah, but there's, there's life jackets. There's like resources available to you. Yeah. I tried that. I tried the life jacket. It didn't work so well. Well, you know, did you want to live? Like, did you want to have a life? And um, <laughs> I think that's why, again, we keep coming back to it. The yeah. why is so important because yes. a lot of people do have some good financial literacy under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they did pay off their debt and then they found themselves back in the hole or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. life happened and they had some medical emergencies or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, life can be really hard sometimes and it can feel like you're getting beaten over the head with it. Mm-hmm. And you need someone else to, you know, hopefully you hear someone shouting, Hey, don't give up. I know you've tried and tried and tried. Mm-hmm. Let's try again. You know, don't live in this place of like, I, you know, I'm just going to go to my job that I hate. I'm just going to live this life, you know, and just be happy about it being Friday. Be, be angry that it's Monday. Right. And, like Those escape, like, that's escape a draining and, life to yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, numb and avoid, like looking at yeah. what's what's the reality. It's like keep sweeping it under the rug. Eventually, there's going to be a mountain under the rug, and it's going to be like 
eat you. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not going to be yeah. great. So I, I, yeah. I really appreciate this. Um, and I love how we keep circling back to that. Why it's like, why do we want to do it? Why do we want to get out of debt? Why do we want to create financial freedom? Like really connecting to the emotion of that and the yeah. why when it's strong enough, it'll, it'll allow us to break the resistance of, you know, being isolated, being alone, trying to numb and avoid and like go share it with someone so that we can like get free from it. And I know you, um, you, you have your book as well. I want to talk about that and like what you're out to accomplish and, and who you, who you want to impact, how you want to impact them with your book that is just like bursting with, with value and awesomeness. Tell us about your book. Okay. So my book is called Unlock Your Why, Seven Keys to a Thriving Relationship with Money. Mm. And, um, you know, the keys are all tied together. We talk about debt. We talk about spending. And healthy and unhealthy um, habits we have with that. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, we talk about saving, we talk about investing, and that investing isn't like, it isn't this picture that we have of like, yeah, that person who like puts money on, you know, stocks and bonds, but it's also like investing so that your money grows. Mm. And so that, you know, and then what do you want to do with your money that's grown 30 years from now? Um, it takes readers a little bit further down the road. I talk in one, um, so it's broken up into seven weeks. Each, uh, key has a week and they're short readings. And then, um, there's three days reading and then some reflection time there's journaling questions. And I just kind of have the reader, my stories kind of intertwined throughout the book, but I have the reader. They are the ones who get to, you know, kind of break down. Okay starting at the beginning of the book, what were the emotions and words that I heard around money when I was a little kid? Mm. Were my parents fighting about money? Were they not talking about money at all? You know, neither are healthy. Um, you know, what did I see around money and hear and feel and things mm. like that? So, and then kind of breaking apart, how, how has that affected me? And, um, and then the end of each week has action days where the reader goes to um, a list of many money habits and they're all sorts of things. One of them is like, check your bank account daily for the next week. Um, You know, and just start doing that. And I left it up to the reader to assess, like, this is where I'm at. This is the one, you know, that I, I know I need to be doing. Um, I talked about it today on, um, on my Instagram page, but do a will. Have a will if you haven't had one. You know, that's one that like people know, a lot of people know, like, that's a really serious thing. Like, I know that would be super beneficial to me, but Mm. oh man, that just sounds so draining and I don't know where to start. And like, Mm. that is most of life. And then when we like actually do that thing that we've been putting off for so long, Mm. like we think it's this, we think it's this Mount Everest and then we walk up to it and you like literally step over it once we actually do it. We're like, Oh gosh, I don't know what I was stressing about. That actually wasn't that bad. And now I kind of feel really good about myself yes. that I did that. That felt like a hard thing. And it doesn't matter if it's not hard to someone else, but it felt hard to you and you did it. Um, <clears throat> and the book is full of like, I'm going to do this because, you know, and this is what it's going to accomplish. A lot of the reader promising themselves to follow through. Yeah. Um, and so there's budgeting. There's something about like, um, honey is like a, any kind of browser extension that helps you find great deals or when you're checking out, honey is one of my favorite. When I'm in a checking out on an online cart, it says, Hey, wait a minute. Let me look for any coupons or codes. Is this the best deal? And I'm like, yes, 
they'll find it for me. I love it. So there's all sorts of things like that, tools and um, resources that are built into this money list. Um, and then, so there's seven weeks of that. The book is short. Um, and I really wanted it, like even when physically people see it on the bookshelf or, you know, they get it, they order it, they think it's a good idea. And then they get it at their house and they're like, that's right. I ordered that book. Uh, okay. I want them to see it and be like, this looks pretty manageable. I, I think I could probably do this because, um, you know, I didn't fill up initially when I started writing, I was going to fill up something for every day of the week for, mm. you know, however long. And I realized, you know what, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like that's a lot. Like I don't do even at like the more I read and you know, the more I take in, I don't read anything seven days a week. And that's mm. a lot. So I really wanted to create this sense to the reader of like, I can do this. Like, I, I think I could follow through with this. Mm. Um, and so, and that, and that's, yeah, we talk about all sorts of things in there. And each, each of the three days has journal questions afterwards. And hopefully the idea is for the reader to get to the point and to find the end and realize that, their relationship with money is starting to shift yes. that is starting to go from this like numb mm -hmm. to, you know what, this is something that I have to be intentional about. And, you know, now that I know why I want to do what I want to do with my money, um, now I think I can go and tackle and it doesn't have to be everything, but it's just, you know, one little thing at a time. Um, one of my favorite chapters is called the future you. Mm. And, the future, first of all, I always have hated that question. What do you want to do in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'm much more patient with that question now. But like even in high school, I was like, uh, hopefully done with college. Like, who knows? Um, and I think because we feel so overwhelmed with that question, we're like, that's just a stupid question. And maybe even as you live more life, you're like, you know, that's that's really ridiculous to you know, the hat could drop tomorrow and things could be so different. Yeah. Your whole life could be changed. You could find out you're sick with some disease or whatever. That doesn't mean, even though there's always that possibility, that doesn't mean that you can't live life with intention and focus and this like, this is my purpose and, mm. or this is, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think, um, so the future you, I kind of really thought about that has helped me even when like in random places, like when I'm, you know, have popped in at a store to pick up one thing, but then I started seeing all these other cute things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally love that planter. And this top is really cute and this or that. And suddenly I find myself distracted <laughs> and it's been a process um, of getting through to not impulse by, um, as much as I did and to really kind of think about, okay, well, I set this money aside. I know I can spend this much and I'll be happy with it. Um, and so kind of thinking about the future as a person, you know, and that's what makes I think future you great is because it's so individual, right? What my future, what the Heather, future Heather looks like in three years is different from you, which mm -hmm. is different from Petra, which is different mm -hmm. from my husband. All of our futures look different. And so, and there's something that's like, when you think of it as a person, there's like this affection for it in a way of like, yeah, that is a person, isn't it? 
like I know a lot of people, I love exercises where you kind of go back to your childhood and you think about yourself interacting with your nine-year-old self. Mm -hmm. Those exercises always mess me up because you're like, oh my gosh, you know, but I think we should do that about our future selves too. And really like, let's treat that person tenderly. Like think about where you are in your present day and you know, what do I wish five years ago that I had done for myself, Mm. you know? So maybe if, if you're having a hard time tapping into that, think about now and then go back to yourself, you know, even a year from, you know, a year ago, what could, you know, that person have done that would have really helped me out right now, you know, would have given me, maybe it was, <coughs> maybe it was exercise and I was eating better. Maybe it was something with your finances. Maybe it was a relationship that wasn't going well and you just decided to kind of ignore it and let it run the status quo. Um, so there's all sorts of things that you could be doing to kind of help that, that future person for their sake, which is ultimately you. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, so powerful. Um, where can people get the book, Heather? How do they get, get a hold of it? Yeah, it's going to be on Amazon. It'll be live ebook and paperback, um, October 8th. So less than two weeks. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm super honored that, for anybody who reads my book, I hope it takes people on a journey that changes them. I hope they hand it out to family and friends and don't be afraid to do that. You know, I, I wish, and maybe, maybe you don't know what people's financial circumstances are. Um, but it would make a great gift for anybody. (laughs) Um, but you know, just, you never know. Like I said, we talked about earlier people, a lot of people are silently drowning. And, and, you know, and, and don't be afraid if they're going to be offended for a minute, you know, and maybe once they open it and realize, you know, I, I do need some help in this area and I've been looking for some help and I just wasn't sure, like, I don't want, there are so many how-to books out there and they're so fantastic, but this is not that. Mm. This is the book where you get to walk through. I am your confidant and your cheerleader throughout the book, hearing all my dirty laundry and showing like you know what? You can do this. I have faith in you. And I literally talk to the reader like that. Like I cheer them on through the book and kind of remind them like, you can do this. Nobody else in your life may be saying that to you, but you can, I know you can, even if you failed a hundred times, you can. Mm. Mm. So, so, so good. Okay. So I want to tell people how to stay connected with you on social media website, and then tell us the name of the book again, just so it like sinks in deep so that people go and get it on Amazon. (laughs) Um, uh, my website is heatherburgett.com. Um, and you'll probably see that in the show notes. Um, my Instagram, I'm on there a lot. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, Heather underscore the debt free mama is my Instagram handle, I believe. Um, and I talk on there a lot. We talk about sometimes it's just smart shopping strategies. That's always kind of a fun thing for me. I'm a lot about the why, but there's some how to's that I think are fun to think about um because it's really easy to just not be a smart shopper you know Mm -hmm. that's really something like that's not a class you take in high school or anything you might take a money class but nobody takes a smart shopping class and we're such consumers and Mm -hmm. so you know once you're like you know this is my money i'm gonna do the best i can with it and Mm -hmm. so how to do that and and um it's getting lots of ideas from other people is just a lot of fun so i'm very interactive on those 
places. I love it. So it's Instagram at Heather underscore the debt free mama. And that's uh, M-A-M-A mama and everything else yep. should be spelled yep. pretty, pretty uh, straightforward. <laughs> yep. And then Heather com. That's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-B-U-R-G-E-T-T-E.com. And uh, remind us of the name of the book one more time. Yeah, it's called Unlock Your Why, Seven Keys to a Thriving Relationship with Money. And I, the ebook is available for pre-order now if you want it immediately on October 8th. Yes, I love it. So awesome, Heather. This has been absolutely amazing. I want to drive it home with the final takeaways, what you really want to have our audience receive, get, and like integrate into their lives. What is it, Heather? Yeah. Um, don't give up trying. Um, I think, you know, even maybe you're in a place where you're like, you know, your why, like you're on like, yes, I'm going to like kill my debt. Um, but you struggle with budgeting. And that's one area where you're like, oh, gosh, I just I cannot figure it out. Feels like I'm always letting my budget down. Um, try something different. There are so many in this day and age, there's apps, there's maybe you're a plain old pen and paper person. If you haven't tried that and you don't like the apps, try pen and paper. Um, and don't be afraid of like doing the next hottest thing. Um, there's a lot of great tools out there. So many different ones to try. Whatever one you try, um, give it a few months. Because like I said, every month is different. So kind of let yourself find a rhythm and see if a rhythm does come out of it. There's... <clears throat> A lot of great resources with that. Um, start having the conversation. Just start talking with people and saying, you know, tell, tell your friends, even if it's just one close friend, you know what, I'm really having a hard time, like paying my bills. I, I feel like I'm doing the best I can. But like, how do you feel you're doing with that? Like, what, how are you doing it? Seems like you're doing really well. Well, your friend might, you know what, that's a struggle of mine, too. Like, maybe we could keep each other accountable. I love going to Target every weekend, but like if I didn't do that, I would, you know, so just start talking about it. Um, if you're doing really well with your money and you're saving well, and you feel like you have some of these strategies under your belt, you need to be talking about how you're doing well, as far as in a way of encouraging people around you. Um, because it isn't just a handful of people. It shouldn't be. You know, I know there are lots of people out there who are secret millionaires and those people you know, they, they're really the ones, the people who, you know, have done it on a teacher salary or whatever. Mm -hmm. You need to be telling people, not that you're a millionaire, maybe, but like, this is how we use our money. Well, mm -hmm. this is why we, you know, we buy a car and we use it for 15 years or whatever it is, like just having more of that conversation, um, and just encouraging people, um, you know, and, uh, uh, a, a really big tactic I'll leave people with is if you are triggered, like if you, maybe it's, um, gosh, it could be so many things. Maybe it's uh, sports betting or um, maybe it's shopping at Target or whatever it is. Guys, there's a really nifty feature on all your social media things called unfollow. <laughs> unfollow. That could be actual people too for a while. Oh. Mute the conversation. Get away. If you're really at a place where you're like, I, re I need to make a sharp left, but I keep seeing these things. And that's valid because we're on our phones and on our social media so much. Oh, I'm missing out. I want it on that deal or whatever. So whether it's businesses or people, unfollow or mute those conversations for a while just so you can kind of retract. While you're unfollowing, find some people to follow that are like, this is how I'm trying to save money. This is how I'm trying to 
um, you know, be smart with my grocery budget or whatever it is, people like that, that, you know, it is, it's, it's so much virtual now. And so, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing it with a friend face to face right now, do it online and start following people who are going to encourage you along in your journey. So, so great. Heather, I've loved all these tips, the energy, just like your realness, you know, you're just super real and present with, with this conversation. And uh, I super appreciate how you make it accessible. Uh, I, I'm sure in your book, I haven't read it yet, but I'm definitely getting my hands on a copy. I'm sure in the book, you, you just like such a cheerleader, just such a empowering light for people to remind them that it's possible don't stop trying. Don't don't give up and, and keep going and uh, love what yeah. you do. Love your empowerment. So keep sharing your strategies, sharing your love, sharing just this community and the inclusion, creating the conversation around this because like so many people are struggling. And if we just give them some hope, you know, like, hey, here's the life raft. Take a, take yeah. a hold of it. It could be that one time that they say, yeah. all right, let me take the damn life raft. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not just that one person. Like that impacts their family. And yes. for generations to come, you really can change your family tree. So it's it matters. Yeah. yeah. I, love it. I love it. I so appreciate you, Heather. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you very I'm much. Sure we'll, we'll have you back on again like next year when your book's been out and impacting tons of people's lives. You're just a, a superstar. So thank you for being here and keep growing into your greatest possible self. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for the time. See you soon. Okay. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>